What's up, y'all, and welcome back to another episode of that Respect the Combat podcast. For this week, me and Trico just wanted to keep it a little light, but a little long, if you catch my drift. And we're only doing a WrestleMania-worthy tier list. That's right. We are ranking every WrestleMania from 1 to covid Have fun with this, and stay tuned in three, two. What's up, y'all, and welcome back to another episode of that Respect the Combat Podcast. For those that don't know or have been living under a rock, my name is Mr. Donetsky, and with me as always is my co-host with the most, Mr. Truco Forbeson. What's up, bruh? What's up, what's up? And what's up to everyone, uh, to the uh, RTC fans around the world that is listening around. We have a very special episode for you guys today. And welcome to WrestleMania. I would we would have had some mainstream topics this week, however, with the subject matter and the fact that WWE pushed the release date up, and when they ticket sales up to today, basically to Friday instead of next Tuesday, we are just going to dive in to this whole tier list of every Wrestlemania ever. That's right. We've got a long episode ahead, folks. Yep, from one all the way to 36. This may not end well. (laughs) But what are you going to do? So, shall we get started? Let's get it. Wrestlemania 1, NYC, the event that started it all. So, um, you we've go got, let's just talk over the highlights from it that I have. All right. Andre versus Stud for 15 grand or somebody's career versus 15 grand. And yes, this was 85, by the way. Wendy Richter versus Leilani High. Nobody really remembers that match, mm. even though it was the first women's title match ever at WrestleMania. Everybody just remembers Richter versus Richter and Lopper, Cindy Lopper dancing at the end of the match. No world title match because Hogan had to team with Mr. T with Roddy Piper and Paul Orndorff with uh, Muhammad Ali as the ref. What are your thoughts on this mania as a benchmark for the list? Um, I would put this in into the either B or C column because um even though this is like the first uh, the first mania and um and I would say the highlight uh, like you, you just mentioned the highlights from from there and um with Andre versus the big John Stud and um and of course uh Mr. T the, uh, being the first celebrity to be in a media match was set the I was about to say 
yeah, we set the tone for the WrestleMania, but we'll get to that soon later. And then, of course, the TV with Hogan, I guess, uh, Roddy Piper, and Ms. and there. So I would put this one between B or C. I'd go low C. I'd go high C just because, and I'm going to be real, no world title match, but the world champion is in a random tag celebrity-influenced tag match at WrestleMania. Granted, it was Hogan, but still. So, any objections? Nope. All right. WrestleMania 2. Andre the Giant wins an NFL-influenced battle royal. Mr. C versus Roddy Piper in a boxing match. Moolah versus Velvet McIntyre for the women's title. Hogan versus King Kong Bundy in a cage for the WWF title. And Susan St. James was in co- on commentary. But here's the kicker. This was a three-city WrestleMania. Ooh, what are your thoughts? Um, Even though this was, they should have kept it at at least one location. I mean, even though they had so many matches, they had to split it up into three locations, but I would say the highlight from, uh, like you just mentioned, when Andre did, uh, won the Battle Royal, Mr. T and Roddy Piper had the boxing match, and then, of course, uh, Hogan versus uh, King Kong Bunny in the steel cage. So I'm going to have to put this in the C list, in the C row list. I kind of agree, just because... Like, they had no dark matches. and They just had the matches for WrestleMania in those cities for the crowd. So, if you were not a part of... So, the crowd was either... And this was before tape trading and watching screens to watch matches. Yeah, so you had a dead crowd from probably about two, three hours before they even cut to your city. So the crowd had to randomly wake up and Susan St. James was bad at commentary. Like, whoa, whoa. Just celebrities just doing, she gave me the vibe. And I know I listened to, I believe, Cultaholic on it. She just gave me the vibe. She was there for the money and that was it. Granted, it was 86, but nah. So I kind of want to go there, but with a D, but. Do you want to go see? Uh, uh, let's stick with the C list. All right. Mania three, no women's match on the entire card because it would, but you had for the IC title, Hogan, no, Steamboat and Savage for the IC title and Hogan and Andre's iconic match in Paniac, Michigan. Thoughts? I want to say the buildup with the IC title match and the world title match was uh, was severely great. Even though Ricky the Stan, Ricky the, the Dragon Steebo and Macho Man Randy Savage stole the show, and that set the bar for like future uh, wrestlers that want to be IC champions. And uh, and we will talk about it in a, other WrestleMania because that set the bar for for, for future wrestlers for future wrestlers that uh, that be. That became IC champion, and then um, 
of course, uh, Andre and Hogan was the, the main event. Everybody knows the highlight of that match was Hogan. The body slam. Exactly. Exactly. So, Which Hogan uh, wasn't even the first. He was just the first one in front of a live crowd on film. Yeah, and I would say this is the first Mania to have at least 80,000 people in attendance. But uh, that was the first Mania that had a lot of uh, people in attendance. So I'm going to have to go with an A on this one. I'd go B just because it was was one of those manias that was built around two matches. Those two matches delivered, but it was like the rest of the card was kind of And now we have the one night tournament to crown a new WWE champion in Atlantic City for WrestleMania 4. So, and here are some of the highlights. Hogan Andre 2, second round match, double DQ. And the final was Ted DiBiase after that double DQ versus Randy Savage. Thank God the right one won. However, because it, Hogan got DQ'd and Andre was DiBiase's heavy, it turned into Hogan and Andre surrounding the ring for that main event and less focus on Savage and DiBiase, more focus on Hogan and Andre. And this was the beginning of the Mega Powers era, by the way. I would say the, the buildup against uh, uh, the, the buildup for the tournament was that Andre won the title, I think, what, like a couple of months, a week or so. Uh, he was Hogan. awarded the title going into this, and then they stripped, and then Monsoon stripped him because you can't, because DiBiase tried to buy it. Exactly. So, and then, as you already know, he made it to the, fi- the finals of the tournament, and then, of course, uh, Macho Man was there too. Uh, he was the only one that had to fight his way up to the tournament, and of oh, course, heck yeah. yeah. And Yossi's money got him to the final. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, he won. He had this WrestleMania moment that uh, that he won. That became the undisputed champ uh, during that night. Like you said, after that, that was the the start of the Mega Powers. So I would give this one a C. Yeah, like one night tournaments, especially in Mania, don't work to me. And then. WrestleMania the five back to Atlantic City. But Roddy Piper, oh my gosh, was in blackface versus Bad News Brown and legit had that match. Hogan versus Savage for the WWF championship. And Hogan went up five, went five, zero, and one after that. Let that sink in. At this point, Hogan has not taken a pinfall or a submission at Mania. And the only way to beat him was a double DQ. But for the IC title, Rick Rude wins the IC title over the Ultimate Warrior. Hey, hey. Despite. Yeah. And then, of course, the buildup for the, uh, of course, for. 
Hogan and Savage that started all the way from when when Savage won the title from the previous uh, at WrestleMania four, and then, then you said the Mega Powers, then Tishes was between them. Of course, like Hogan was getting all the attention. Of course, saying that Miss Miss Elizabeth was more paying more attention to Hogan than Savage, and then that's how the main event of WrestleMania five had begun. Which that was over the summer that previous year, right? Yeah. When they did the whole, because I know they went for like five, like six, seven months, and then Savage busted them over the back of the head when they started losing. But yeah. I'm more so just because Hogan won when I feel like they should have just let Randy take a WrestleMania win and not build the company. And you'll see the repercussions of building the company around one guy for so long. It's a C. Yeah, it, I'm going to go with a C. All right. And now we have WrestleMania 6. And this one, kind of a bit better. We've got title for title. We've got, granted it was with the Rockers, but Sean's WrestleMania debut, the undercard though is what hurts me about this and it was ted dibiase again but this time he essentially just purchased sapphire and bought her off dusty Rhodes. and sherry martell and sherry martell's promo was essentially that uh it was a racist promo and early 90s of I I didn't say I only said she was missing I said nothing about her being a person and I'm like bro we really doing this right now so the fact that a decent portion of the night three segments at Wrestlemania took that up granted it I don't care if it was Canada or not Hogan and Warrior if you only put that would have put this at S tier because the right guy won Hogan's first loss, Sean's WrestleMania debut. But S with those two, C or D, just because of the end when the amount of time they took with Dusty, DiBiase, Sherry, and Sapphire. I'm at uh, I'm gonna go with a C because um the rest of the car was not that too interesting. Uh, the, the only thing that kept my interest was World Warrior and Hogan. And of course, the, the build with that was supposed to be the ultimate challenge. They see title um, for title, yeah. Yeah. IC versus WF World. I want to go D just because of how much time. And like you said, that was literally the only highlights that I had. The card was not that interesting. And then you had that whole rate issue around racism so yeah it was crazy yeah so that's a d on my end but with that being said russell mania seven we've got hogan wins for america against sergeant slaughter defends america and wins the wf title in the headliner 
the streak began against the Superfly Jimmy Snuka. So I don't think I need to say who Snuka was against, right? No, we already know. For those that don't, Undertaker. And then Sat, and then this, which I think pulled at a lot of heartstrings, Savage lost the retirement mat his retirement match against the Ultimate Warrior, but then he reunited after this whole breakup storyline with Miss Elizabeth. So, yeah, I think there was nothing too bad. I wish they wouldn't have did the Iraqi sympathizer angle, but what are you going to do? They were running out of heels for Hogan and wanted a new dynamic. They just chose the most opposite of what they should have done. But I was not a booker in the early 90s. This WrestleMania, I was just a newborn baby, like four months old. So I'm going to say B. Yeah, I'll give it a B as well. Okay. WrestleMania 8. The mania that was so badly booked that WCW outsmarted them within one pay-per-view. Because the WWF title match was Randy Savage and Ric Flair. and But the headline was Hulk Hogan versus... Psycho Sid. You have two of the biggest stars of the 80s and early 90s on your card, and you put them in separate title match, separate matches, and they'll match without the title headlines. Let that sink in. But then also, for the main event, which was real bad, the Hogan-Sid match, Papa Shango was supposed to cause a DQ was supposed to run in and interfere to make it seem to give Sid an out and nobody had to kick out of the leg drop. Sid had to kick out the leg drop because Papa Shango misses his cue. You know, this is early Hogan where he had all the pool in the world. That don't happen. So to make Hogan look stupid on a in a main event of mania. Ooh, that was bad on Shango and Sid. Not Sid, but more Shango. And on top of that, you've got Brett versus Roddy Piper for the IC title with Bret Hart getting the shirt, getting the belt. Thoughts on WrestleMania 9? I would agree that Piper and Bret for the IC title, that was the, the match of the night, which I would agree upon. And mm-hmm. Hogan versus Savage. That should not have been the main event. Um, I would rather have Macho Man and Ric Flair be the main event because the, the way the story was built upon, saying that Ric Flair was Miss was was Mr. Elizabeth's man before uh, before Macho Man Randy Savage was and and everything else. Uh, even though this was a triangle love story thing, but which they did for I think the second Mania in a. Yeah, second or third mini in a row because it went from the Mega Powers, which was all centered on Liz, to this. 
So I agree with you. I yeah. want to put this C or D. Um, I'll give this one a C because uh, the um because they they had a like they have a good good and decent amount of crowd in uh, in attendance. What was the uh, nah? We'll get to the because the real record numbers are coming up, and then from WrestleMania nine, we had the end of the Hogan era with WrestleMania nine, the most over like no overplayed mania for all the wrong reasons and then this show was only known for the last 25 minutes the streak continued with one of the worst matches of all time for the streak but it ended by a giant gonzalez dq yeah what a core the only way giant gonzalez could survive that was with chloroform in 93 which was stupid and so hogan beat yokozuna in 22 seconds let that sink in 22 seconds after brett couldn't even go nine minutes with yokozuna and this was hogan fresh off i'm a movie star now i want my title back Hulk Hogan. Not cool. And of course, like I said, it's only known for the last 25 minutes, which was all that. And you just said it. That that, that was the only one that was like the, the real highlight of WrestleMania 9. Of course, um, Yokozuna being the first of the and a white family. Family to be the world champion. I'm gonna just say this for you. First one. Hey, yeah. Do you even want to debate me? Because I will argue against no. this. No. Yeah. No. And for those that don't know, I just put this straight up as an F. Because uh Brett versus Hulk, Brett versus Yokozuna and then Yokozuna and, and Hulk Hogan. That was basically the only highlight. That's it. Like I said, I said the only two highlights from that card and only three, and one of them was a DQ, and one was cashing, being Edge before Edge was even with the company. Just because you have the pull for it. Stupid. Now, we get out of something stupid to something I'm actually okay with. On WrestleMania 10, Matt return to Madison Square Garden. We are now in the Alundra Blaze era of the women's division. However, she won the title in three, beat Leilani Kai in three and a half minutes. But the show is known for two separate matches. I mean, actually three. Yoko's in two of them again. But this time, it's just Luger at the start of the night. Brett at the end of the night for the WWE title, Brett wins it. And of course, the undisputed IC title and first ever ladder match between Razor and Sean. 
which I don't think I need to say anything that has not already been said in wrestling history. Your thoughts? Of course. Yeah, you just mentioned, um, I would say, Brett versus Owen and Shawn Michaels versus Razor Ramon. Those are the two matches of the night. Yeah, those are the two matches of the night. And then, of course, you. this is the first ever Mania that you have two Rumble winners facing. Well, it started off with a coin toss. Uh, Les Luger won the coin toss. He went up against Yokozuna. He lost. And then Brett went on to face Yokozuna in, in, in the last match of the night. And then he got his redemption from WrestleMania 9. And the fact this was not without any non-screw finishes, I'm putting it at A. Agree. I say A. Yeah. Of course, the whole double roll double rumble winner kind of muddied it a little bit. That's why it's not S, but I'd go with an A on that bad boy. Yeah. And now we are at WrestleMania 11, baby. So we're out the out the singles into the double digits with one of the worst, wildly regarded worst manias in WrestleMania history. And why do I say that? Hart and Backlund in an I Quit match where Bob Backlund just showed up as the heel and just started gurgling, and that's how the match ended. And then you have Diesel and Sh- the two dudes with attitude implode and fight over which Playboy they want, Playboy Covergirl, and Sean Diesel walks out with both of them, with Pam and Jenny, and they don't know how to who they're cheering for. And then the main event was Bam Bam losing to LT. One, this was in Hartford, Connecticut in 95. Two, this had to be centered around celebrities because they centered nine of the first 10 manias around WCW's newest acquisition of Hogan. Do you you agree that this is one of the worst of all time? Yes, that is one of the worst, but um, the, 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 the other fact that this is the second time that a celebrity has made a minute a mania. First, you had Mr. T in the very first mania, and then you have, well, a celebrity slash football star to uh, to main event with in Lawrence Taylor, which is very unusual because I wouldn't put that as the main event to close the show. I would rather have Diesel and Sean to be the, the close of the show and the, the, the main event because this is uh, the story between Big Twine of yeah was the bodyguard of Shawn Michaels. But then once they went their separate ways, then Diesel became more popular than Shawn and then Shawn got jealous and then he goes to win the Rumble and then tried to take the title off of the Diesel. No, it was more Shawn's what I mean Kevin Nash's face. That's what happened. Say for what it was. Yeah. That's why they broke up. Sean Swift kept meaning Kevin Nash's face. And we all knew 
Diesel, aka Kevin Nash, does not care for that. So, but DRF, DRF, let's just call it for order. F. All right. WrestleMania 12, the debut of a now DX-based Hall of Famer in Triple H, but he got squashed by the Warrior. Post, and this is obviously post um, Hogan Hall and Nash leaving, and where they had to go with the new generation. This is the new generation era, WrestleMania, first one, I would say. Because Triple H, Sean, Austin, yep. Austin's debut Mania match, which if you played 2K16, Sabio Vega as the ring master. The backlot brawl, which less said about that, the better, with Goldust and Piper. And Diesel tr- ended up with the streak. Diesel with the streak. And no. That didn't happen. But this whole card was sitting around Michael's Hart one-hour Ironman that went 101 and is on record the longest singles men's mania match of all time with 101, fit, like 30-something for seconds. And, yeah, Brett versus Sean Ironman – that ended in a 1-0 sudden death victory. Thoughts? That, like you said, it at the end of the show, the boyhood dream has come true from Shawn Michaels. And then Piper Goldust, I wouldn't say as the worst, one of the worst Mania match, I would say it's a, a guilty pleasure match. Yeah. You, know, you don't pleasure. have to be into 90... 90- like mid '90s cinematography really didn't like that, but yeah, nah. There's some parts that kind of were a little edgy for the time, and when I say edgy, they were borderline racist. But what are you gonna do? Yeah, like that match. That that's something like out of a movie. If you watch the whole, it, yeah. Like, that, it was legit when the I think this may have been the first cinematic match of all time, right? Yeah, exactly. Because like uh, it continued. Well, one one match had uh, you know started in the ring, and then like uh, after that match had ended, then it continued on after that. It continued on. And with that being said, I kind of want to say B. Yeah, I give it a B. Ooh, now we're getting to the good stuff. We are firmly into the attitude. The night that kicked off what we would say is right close to the attitude era. Because you have the rock that kind of was a catalyst for it. Didn't kick it off though. Because you saw the remnants of the new generation era in this. WrestleMania 13 in the Rosemont, Illinois in 97. The Rock's debut as Rocky Maivia, WrestleMania debut, obviously. Austin Brett double turn. Do I need to say more after that uh, submission match? 
Nope. That where was the- Austin passed out, and everybody still remembers that image of Austin covered in blood passing out and not quitting. And that's what turned both of them. And then one of the weaker streak matches, but it was streak versus title, Taker versus Sid. Yeah, like you mentioned, uh, this was uh, Rod's uh, de- WrestleMania debut as Rocky Maivia, and he was the uh, the IC champion, uh, still as the blue chipper in that bout. In that bout, and um, was this the one where his dad like randomly showed up and just helped him out of getting his butt kicked, or was that? Yeah, that was, this was it. Okay, so that alone kind of bumps it up slightly for me. Because I was like, I didn't care, but because I would have put it here at C. Yeah. And then and just then, because of the undercard. But now I want to put it at B. Yeah. Are you going to argue for A or keep it at B? No, I get B. Uh, also, Ken Shamrock was the special guest referee for the submission match. Yeah. Like I said, if you know, this was one of those matches that if you get suggested as a somebody coming into wrestling or you're interested on what's what are those matches that are really into wrestling and how to get into it that match with Austin and Brett with the double turn is really there and Shamrock saying do you quit do you give up is there and then was this before or after that Sean Larson smile I want to. Did he lose it during the screw job or after? Before the screw job. Because Shawn this Michael, is the year of the screw job. Because Shawn Michael was on commentary during the, the Taker versus Sid match. He might have lost his smile going into this. That's why I did not see him on the card. Yeah. He might have. Yeah, he was on commentary for a Taker versus Sid match. And speaking of the screw job, WrestleMania 14, the post screw job mania. And for those that don't know about the Montreal screw job, go to YouTube. There's so much on that one bit just out there. There's not enough time on this to even touch on it. But the Austin era began as a result of the screw job. And it was Sean, Austin, Mike Tyson as enforcer, and Triple H, Big Nose Triple H, Big Nose Triple H, DX Triple H getting kicked out of the ring and drops. And Tyson just wanted to take his shirt off again and reveal a 316 shirt. But that night, Austin woke up, but the under became the start. But the undercard, Taker versus Kane won the Inferno match and the dumpster match for the tag titles that isn't a lot of hardcore compilations, but it's essentially Mick Foley and Terry Funk and their alter egos of Chainsaw Charlie and... this, Jack. Sorry about that, y'all. Chainsaw Charlie and Cactus Jack versus the Outlaws. 50 50. 
I like it. But we're going to Mulan. And then, of course, this was the first Mania to kick off the Attitude Era. Yeah, this is officially the kickoff of the Attitude Era. Because, like, as soon as Austin... They rechristened the title immediately after Austin won it. They debuted the um, Winged Eagle right after Austin won it. So, 14, I want to put it... Actually, I want to put that at A. Only reason it's not S is that dumpster match. Yeah, I'll give it an A as well. I'll give it an A as well. Whew, there are some S's on here, people. There are some S's. Well, we'll get uh, there's There's some going to get through there. We'll, we'll, we'll get to it. But I don't think it's WrestleMania 15. Mm, no. Let's just talk about it. The Outlaws went into went into a championship singles division match as separate champions. Billy Gunn was going after the IC championship as the hardcore champion. Road Dog was just stuck in limbo and competing in the hardcore title division because he was still in and out of shape. But he was well, IC champion. Yeah. Well, so I- that whole dynamic was so weird. I don't even know. You're actually Rodar was the IC champion, and um, that's what I'm saying. Like Billy Gunn was going after the IC champ championship, but Rodog had the title, and Rodog was just stuck in limbo going after the hardcore title, which Billy Gunn had going into it. And so, then what else we had the car? We had a the brawl for all grand prize getting. A and concussion that- in 35 seconds. I know. <laughs> Getting a concussion. Let's call it for what it was. A concussion in 35 seconds. And then... And I'm going to put a disclaimer on the rest of this. If, and I may put the explicit... If I don't forget to, this episode will be explicit just because of some of the themes that are suggested and this mania is part of it the streak match this year was taker boss man inside hell in a cell obviously this was still during the streak so you know taker won the image everybody remembers though that they have to not include an undertaker's hall of fame induction is him edge and now Christian Cage hanging from the roof of a cell as the cell is raising Big Boss Man. And you just see an image of a man flailing, losing like breath from the top of a cell. Oh yeah, and then we also have Rock Austin 1. In which we could say that buildup was all the way from WrestleMania 14, when Austin won his first world title, and that kicked off the Austin versus Midman rivalry. Yeah, and Rock was obviously Vince's chosen boy. My only thing is, with Rock Austin 1 is the weakest of the three. Do, do you agree or disagree? 
Yes, but this was the highlight uh, match of the whole show because of the rest of the car was kind of like a guilty pleasure type of thing. Everything, uh, but the rock. You have a guilty pleasure of watching people get hung? No, nah, that, that's another, uh, I'm talking about the rest of the car. That, that, that was just murder. That was just rest of murder because- that was, I don't know if that was kayfabe or IRL murder. Because under, uh, uh, keep in mind, Undertaker was- <laughs> I know, to- he was the heel zombie at this point. Exactly. And the Grim Reaper, that was his character in 90, freaking yeah. 99. Yeah. And I'm going C. Yeah, I go with C too. Yeah, that's like the safest thing you could do. Just with yeah. Austin, an Austin Rock match. Oh my gosh. All right. So WrestleMania, not 16, but 2000, because we edgy. And I do, and another reason why I have to put the explicit warning as a disclaimer is because we start talking about a certain Canadian murderer in IRL beginning at this WrestleMania. So we have the triple threat between three technicians of Angle, Jericho, and said murderer in Benoit. The triangle and ladder match, which kicked off a certain match type that we'll touch on at WrestleMania X7, you have only one singles match on the entire card, which is so weird to even say. Then you have the, which I do believe was the women's match, but... It was the cat who was managed by Moolah versus Terry Reynolds, who was managed by Mae Young with the dude with the penis as the referee. (laughs) The dude with the penis, Val Venus. The triangle liner match. And then the McMahon in a corner a McMahon in every corner main event for the WWF title. Triple H, obviously. Stephanie. The Rock, Vince. Linda, Mick Foley. And well, Will Shane, come help me. Which he didn't. He couldn't even help you get in the freaking game that this WrestleMania is titled after. Yeah, but Triple H is the... And Triple H actually set a standard at this WrestleMania too, Triple H became the first heel to walk out of WrestleMania as WWF champion. So what are your thoughts on Mania 2000? Because are we grading it on a curve or are we docking at points just because we're referencing Benoit as going to come in very handy when we get to like 20 and 20, like 19 and 21. I will say this. The triangle ladder match and the triple threat match 
was the highlight matches of the night for me. But in the main event, The Rock should have won in the main event. That's all I should have said. I think Foley should have won just because of the way they built that. Because Rock wasn't Vince's boy, so he was still a heel. So if you wanted a babyface to win, it had to be Foley. They basically added Foley to add a babyface in that match. And not pin it on the McMahons. Mm. Yeah. 2000s I weird. I give that an F. You give two. Oh. I kind of. I was going to say other C or D, but I kind of. I'm not going to argue that because 2000 was kind of bad. And they tried to represent it just because it was in Anaheim with uh, Coolio. And not Coolio, but uh, a real bad remix of California Love. I'm like, oh, God, here we go. But then we go from the F WrestleMania to a strong candidate for an S WrestleMania in WrestleMania 17. Rock Austin 2, the heel turn that no... Would you consider it a heel turn or a double turn? Because The Rock was heel going into that match. Well, considering the fact that the, uh, this WrestleMania was in um, Austin's home turf, it, the kind, uh, and the crowd, even though both of them was ba- were kind of baby faces, but the way the crowd was cheering, they was cheering for Austin just because it was... Uh, he was in his hometown, and they was uh, booing the Rock. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And then, and then Austin sold his soul to Satan, aka Vince McMahon. After Vince basically had his wife wake up out of a coma, Vince's wife woke up out of a coma just to slap him, so that her son can beat his head. Well. She didn't slap him. He, she actually kicked him in the. Uh, I tra- nah. Let's just say it. In the great. She fruit. basically didn't want. She didn't want no more kids. She basically took the option of the kids out, more kids out the equation. Because I mean, I'm gonna say this: the whole this whole feud went from Vince being a pimp, and it was Trish to the WCW invasion, this is when it kicked off. And this is where we had that argument of, was this the end of the Attitude Era or was 18 the end of the Attitude Era? I think it was this, because we hopped right. You could argue, depending on how, what era you feel like the invasion angle was in. Because that was like the tail mark of it. And then the hardcore triple threat match between Kane, Big Show, and Raven, which kind of is a slept-on match. But it was definitely perfect. I would say the gimmick Battle Royal was kind of was bad. Everything else on the card was like everything. Was yeah, that's the only reason. The gimmick Battle Royal is the only reason I would give even consider a but then China squashing Ivory, which was the right decision because Ivory became so watered down because of our, the RTC gimmick, which was crazy. 
you have the real, not the WWE manifested or the WWE influence first one between these two, but the real Triple H Taker one. And then you have a little thing called TLC two. Which the first TLC had started at SummerSlam 2000. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. TLC 2. And other than the gimmick battle royal, do you have any arguments why I'm not putting this in S right now? No. All right. The gimmick battle royal, at least it was short. So it's going definitely in S as soon as I scroll up. And it's there. But... Oh, yeah, and disclaimer on this, Mania. We are going to be talking about the possibility of a rape in this in WrestleMania 18. First post-invasion air angle. You can argue this is the first post-attitude era of Mania as well. The Scott Hall, Austin, Stunner Cell, which was crazy. Rock and Austin... Rock Hogan, excuse me, were positioned in the worst part of the card they could have been because they were in the middle of the show before the women's title match and before the main event. The crowd was dead for the women's title match for sure because Rock Hogan went on right before it. And then they were dead because the main event was all about a dog. Not even the undis- first ever undisputed champion crowning the second with Triple H and Jericho with Triple H coming off a quad tear. It was about Jericho and Stephanie killing a dog. And that's not even the worst thing on this card. Worst thing on this card in the build. Undertaker in the his American Badass gimmick went in, assaulted Ric Flair's son, David Flair, at the precursor to the performance center and in that beatdown, he said and i quote don't you have a sister implying that he was about to make a baby out of a certain flair that's been annoying that to everybody but at the time she was only 16. why would you do that i don't care if it's a storyline or why would you imply that one of your biggest names in your company was about to make a baby and that's the PG I'm going to call it for what it is why would you imply that somebody would rape a 16 year old as a part of a wrestling angle made no sense and Rock Hogan 3 kind of Rock Hogan kind of killed the show so thoughts so I have my uh, here's my thoughts about this one so even though the whole storyline between uh, Undertaker and Ray Flair was kind of like, well, you kind of explained it. But the match itself was pretty good. Even though Taker dominated uh, Ray Flair most of the time, but... Ray Flair done cut a promo and got busted open again. Yeah, but even though that, that match alone was was, uh, was pretty good for, for what it is. And of course... Um, Rock Hogan. That should have been the main event. Because even though Chris it killed Kemper, the crowd, I know, like, yeah, because and that easily was one of the best matches of the night. And even 
Chris Jericho said it uh, like during it one like one of the podcasts saying like, oh, Rock and Hogan, that was the main event. That should have closed the show. But the way how the Royal Rumble winners and they have the main event mania and all that stuff, because the buildup between, like you said, Jericho and Triple H, and um that it that that couldn't even compare to Hogan and Rock. The, the way that that was built up upon. Yeah, granted they had the same heck, Rock Hogan had less time to build, but just the anticipation of two generational talents, which we'll get to the other failed one that took two years to build and it was still trash later. But I don't think it's enough to put this above a B because the car was badly organized and the fact that we had two angles that should not have been one that would have called PETA and one that could have easily called CPS on this card. Going into the actual mania. Well, for me, I would give it um, at least a, a B because Rock um, Hogan. Yeah, I would. Give I already it a, know where you're going, Rock Hogan. Not yeah. just, not just Rock Hogan because um, some of the cards was like really good. Like the IC title match was good. And um, who was in that again? Uh, Rob Van Dam and William Regal. Yeah, Regal and Van Dam post invasion angle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was dope. I think if you look at, and I always, and I do agree with something that Bully Ray said after the revolution happy birthday moment. And why I say happy birthday moment, just listen to, what was it, two weeks ago? Yeah. Okay. But they only remember the lasting things from what you give. Fans will only remember the lasting impressions. And the lasting impression of this mania was Triple H holding the World Heavyweight and WWE Championship, WWF Championships over his head. AKA the Undisputed Champion. Well, we'll get to why it's not the Undisputed Championship and the period where everybody hated Triple H even after... I would say a successful return, but I think just card placement and the way the angles were going into this manium, I almost would have agreed the way the angles were going into it. And that's what I'm looking at as well. Not just the cards themselves. Yeah. But other than that, I'm like, I'm fine with it. And then Seattle, Washington, WrestleMania 19. This one's going to get you in the fields if it don't get you in the fields. Victoria, Trish, and Jazz. Trish's crowning moment as women's champion. People like you don't get to be a world champion. And Triple H have proven right. Uh, we'll get to that in a minute. Taker basically won a handicap, a tag match that turned into a handicap match because his partner was still crap. Well, Jer- he was taken out. Taken out. Nah, they realized even with Taker, he was garbage. And we're talking about Nathan Jones on that one. 
Jericho and HVK. And once again, Sean's now in the generational talent match. And this one to me, which basically starts the uh, whole WrestleMania thing of sore loser cup checks. Sore losing cup checks. Rock Austin 3, Austin's final in-ring match. Hogan versus Vince for who created Mania in a street fight. And then the final image of the night is Brock almost snapping, giving himself a concussion and almost snapping his neck to beat Angle for the WWF title after a botched shooting star press. Decent card. Yes, the, the whole card itself was great. I just wish that Booker T had won. But of course, that uh, let's not get into that. That whole thing was backstage and the fact that Vin, Vincent want too many people going over and wanted the lasting image to be Brock, not Booker, which was so stupid. But even though this was still the reign of terror of Triple H. This, no, this was like early reign of terror. This was like, I think. No, it started in September of 2002 when Triple H. Van Dam, Kane, and then Booker. That's what it was. Van Dam, Kane, and then this. So just for that, and this is the ruthless aggression era we're in now. I'm going, yeah, B, sign. I would have gave it an A. I could see A. I could see A. Okay. Oh, this one. Oh, good grief. <laughs> oh, man. How are we going to talk about this? Oh, man. With or without everything involving the main event in 2021 eyes. Because if we take the 20, 2020 on eyes out, this is how we're going to touch on it. And yes, we are talking about WrestleMania 20. Do you want to include 2021 hindsight or 04 hindsight? Well, let's just put it this way. Um, This is the WrestleMania debuts for John Cena. No, Cena. No, in-ring debut. In-ring debut. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yes. In-ring for Cena, in-ring for Orton, and in-ring for Batista. Batista, yeah. With Trish heel turn, with a Trish heel turn after basically choosing Christian over Trish after them two knuckleheads bet a dollar. And yeah, uh, literally, the bet was for a Canadian buck for who can basically sleep with Trish. Trish or Lita first. Yeah, Lita was kind of involved with this, but then she kind of got away from it from the got away from it. Because Trish ended up choosing the one that didn't want to sleep with her. And then Brock Goldberg won. Which is one of the worst. Uh, may I, uh, everyone was booing the both of them and was cheering for the referee, which it was Stone Cold Steve Ock. Yeah, because everybody knew they were leaving. And then 
outside of that, the women only had 11 minutes on the minutes on the entire card for an evening gown for a Playboy evening gown match. A guilty pleasure for the guys in 04. And then the only way the first WWE 2021 Women's Hall of Famer got the women's title on the card by sacrificing her own hair in it. And Trico, let's, yeah, I'll touch on that after who's the second one because I just got that notification. But we have that Taker, the Dead Man Returns, not the American Badass, the Dead Man Returns against Kane. Does their second WrestleMania match. Yep. And then we have the kickoff to Angle versus Guerrero for the WWF title and Angle's crusade to try and get him out the title, which that match was solid. But yeah, very solid. But dang, this whole card's forgotten because of the main event, the winner in this whole year, like eight months. How are we going to grade this? And yeah, when I say that, the whole thing, because it was centered... Triple H defending and losing a triple threat to Shawn Michaels and Chris Benoit. And for those that don't know, our younger audience, we had a murder. Chris Benoit basically committed a murder-suicide of his wife and youngest son in 07. And of course, this is why this main event is forgotten, because who would want to glorify him? So which hindsight are we viewing this in, man? Uh, 2020 or 2021 or 04? Hmm. Let's just start off with 21st. 2021? Okay. F. Sorry. Like, you can't, like, give that anything higher it was going to be maybe maybe if we would have looked at it in no four hindsight i would probably put it maybe a b maybe yeah same thing but you have to look at it at 2021 hindsight and this was one of those that i can resist it's an f no ifs ands or buts about it and sometimes you do get breaking news that you don't even know or not aware of. And this time, it was actually good. As I just touched on with WrestleMania 20, the first 2021 WWE Hall of Famer got her head shaved. The second one was in Triple H's back pocket because it is official. Easy e Eric Bischoff will be a WWE Hall of Famer in a couple of weeks crazy huh yep my question is who are they gonna get to induct him since you know they don't want hogan and the fact like a lot of anybody that could and do it well are with the competition and he's done some stuff on the competition a lot recently granted it's like one-off segments but it's so crazy 
Yep. But now, back to our regularly scheduled programming with WrestleMania 21 with the debut of the Money in the Bank ladder match. Eddie Guerrero versus... Oh, yeah. The debut of the Money in the Bank ladder match. A lot of Chris's, including the one I don't want to touch on. Edge, Kane, and Shelton Benjamin with Edge winning it. And that was the night that Edge had arrived and basically began his Hall of Fame career. The road to the custody of a child began that night as tag team champions Ray and Eddie faced off. The legend versus legend killer match of Undertaker versus Randy Orton, streak versus legend killer. Trish versus Chrissy Hemi for the women's title. And this was the Playboy inclusion into it. Kurt Angle, Shawn Michaels, round one, Mania. And then you have one of the most disturbing sights and one of the slowest sights I think we ever want to see. Big Show in a thong in a sumo match against Aki Bono. Uh. But at least the night kind of ended slow, but it ended good. The Reign of Terror and the Cabinet are both dead as Cena and Batista get the world titles. With Eric Bischoff crying like a baby. And don't forget, you had two segments that had to like fill up the uh, the timing of the show. You had Hulk Hogan versus uh, Muhammad Hassan in, in the first segment, and then yeah, which Piper's moving on, Hogan. yeah, yeah, moving on from that. Where do you see the Hollywood edition of WrestleMania at the Staples Center? Uh, between. Uh, given the whole uh, the whole card was good except for the Super match, I'll give this a uh, I would give it an A. Yeah, I think Air. Yeah, A. Yeah, it was only two. Air be good. Yeah, it was only that, and I'm like, okay, that's fine. And we are officially entering the Super Cena era with WrestleMania 32, 22. Excuse me time but the super cena era beats triple h for the wwe title whereas ray does it for eddie in a triple threat against angle and orton to win the world championship vince versus sean this was the whole vince versus god setup angle edge versus mcfoley Enough said. Edge versus Foley. Undertaker, Mark Henry, casket match. Nah. And then the second ever Money in the Bank ladder match, which led to the second ever ECW One Night Sand and WWE ECW. Won by RVD. Oh, yeah. And there was a certain lick right before the nut job had won the title. Thoughts? Well, I'm going to say this. Like, this WrestleMania led to a lot of returns. This led to return of 
FTX. This led a return to ECW as becoming uh, another brand. Which was watered down and the precursor to NXT as the network wanted it. Yeah. And the custody of Dominic ladder match came out of this. No, the custody of Dominic was the year before. But the whole, you're only here because of Ray. You're only here because of Eddie. Yeah, because originally, Eddie Guerrero was supposed The Sean match. Yeah. Eddie was getting the Sean match, not Vince. And then, I don't know if Ray would have gotten that world title match if it wasn't for what happened with Eddie's overdose. One of those 2021 hindsights again, but this is a bit of a lighter thing to look at. Because we all know WWE exploited Eddie's death, and this was the uh, kickoff for it this night. Mickey James basically trying to grab Trisha's baby maker and then lick her hand after it, which, yeah. Vince or Sean with some of the nastiest chair shots ever while Shane was handcuffed. Yeah. So where do you see uh, WrestleMania 22? Big time. Between B and C. Um, I kind of want to go B. I kind of want to go B to think about it, but I do agree. And then speaking of WWE ECW, we are at WrestleMania 23, where the new breed got buried by the new breed of extreme, the new recruits to ECW, Elijah Burke, Matt Stryker, Kevin Thorne, and Marcus Corvon. Hold that L to ECW originals, Van Dam, Dreamer, Sandman, and Sabu. Then you have one of the worst WrestleMania big man matches of all time, Kane versus the Great Khali. And then for Money in the Bank, you have, and if I can do this without killing my you guys' ears, Mr. Canada. Wait for it. Wait for it. God. Wait for it. Canada. Win the money in the bank. But then Super Cena struck again and headlined as one half the tag champions to beat his partner and Shawn Michaels for the title. But you notice how it's been light with the women's title picture? Because it was Molina versus Ashley. Lumberjoe match, and they crammed them all in for a less than three-minute match again at Mania. Oh, this is where I hate the freaking butterfly belt, and this wasn't even when it, this was before it got introed. It got in, intro the next year, but still, this is the era where the women's division got basically crapped on the most. So, with Batista, oh yeah, and Taker wins the Rumble to win the world title off Batista. Thoughts? 
uh, I would say uh, Undertaker and Batista, that should have been like the the second to last. That should have been on uh, came up because that match was, I would say that match was kind of the match of the night, given the fact that you had two uh, big men that went for the title and they easily put on one of the, uh, one of the best matches uh, of the night. Even though that um, I would say Sean, uh, Sean and Cena did have a good match itself uh, as the main event, but that uh, but Batista and Undertaker that came on like like in well, the there is one match I am forgetting about at this Mania with twenty three, and just with this match alone, it kind of like was going to overshadow anything, anything else on this card was going to do just because of the mainstream press and the prospect of what happened at the end of it. The Battle of the Billionaires hair versus hair match, Bobby Lashley and Umaga with Austin as the ref. Yep, this was that mania. I just didn't joke, put it in my notes, which was stupid of me. But Donald Trump or Vince got their head shaved and it was Vince. Would Donald Trump... Bobby Lashley and Austin holding Vince by his neck as they scalp him in the middle of the ring. And would you say uh, uh, whoever was the winner of this become president? Shut up. Moving <laughs> on. Where do you want to rank this? Um, I'll get uh, e between A and B. Between A. I'm going to say B just because the amount of time they spent and the amount of build they put into Trump versus Vince over the, I mean, even I'll take her except chose Batista was solid. It was just the randomness of, and we're getting to that this year with Sasha and Bianca. We have two tweener baby faces going into mania into a mania match. Let's make them tag partners. Let's make them tag champions. And that's it till after this match. And this match is just a plot device for a heel turn. And what are you going to do? Now that is where I can get behind Fastlane doing something, but it's so stupid. But something that wasn't stupid till you realize they had to pull it from the WWE Network over license music copyright issues you have wrestlemania 24 that kicked off with a belfast brawl with jbl just beating up a leprechaun and his father in finley which yeah what are you gonna do money in the bank for cm punk's first money in the bank win which led to the Punk wins, punk wins, punk wins. And then Kane, after winning a battle royal on the pre-show, beat Chavo Guerrero to win the ECW title in 11 seconds. What the heck? This is when you know East, WWE ECW was dead. I don't even care that they had the... Um, I don't care if they still had the original design at this time. This was the match and the night that you knew ECW was dead. Kane versus Chavo for the title at Mania? Ew. Undertaker Edge for the 
World Heavyweight title headlined, but that wasn't even the most talked about match from the show as Big Show got his lights dimmed by Floyd Mayweather in a set of brass knuckles. Orton kicked kicked Triple H in the face, pinned him to give Cena his first WrestleMania loss. And the worst match on the card by far was, and I hated this at the time, why would you put your world champion in a tag match, your women's world champion in a filler tag match against two former Playboy cover girls, Beth Phoenix and Molina. And it was a Lumberjill tag just to get all the women on, on the card. This was so cringeworthy. And then, of course, I'm sorry. I love you. Sean versus Flair. Flair's retirement match. Still gets me to think about it. And all the kids were in that arena that night, including Charlotte and David, which was crazy. That one still gets me. What do you think as a whole for this card? I think the whole card itself was really good, except um, the one match you just mentioned, the ECW title, which was short in 11 seconds. Um, I would say Batista and Umaga, but I said it was kind of low. Batista was uh, Batista Umaga, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I feel like that one was kind of meh. That's why I didn't even bring that up with everything else. Like, everybody remembers a Belfast Raw because there are a lot of shots from JBL and Cookie Sheets and what he did to Hornswoggle in that match that are in compilations everywhere. And then Snoop Dogg got his taste of the first wrestling ring. Uh, yeah, his first big, like, show was that night. So, And then Floyd dropping big show. I want to say A or B. And then also, I forgot... Um, Kim Kardashian was the host of that as well. B or C? Uh, B. No, actually, I would have gave it an A. You just said why I dropped it to a B. <laughs> yeah. Like, legit. I couldn't think of anybody else. And then you have... This one was, had suffered a little bit, not overkill, from some of the earlier WrestleManias where they relied too much on celebrities. But this was just enough, and the emotion just from Sean and Flair was crazy. And then this is the last WrestleMania in the Ruthless Aggression era. I'd agree with that, because they went straight to PG with what should have been the 20... It's WrestleMania 25, but they shouldn't have built it as the 25th anniversary. But you have a squash match that just turned into I quit JBL and Rey Mysterio for the IC title. Jericho became Randy Orton for a night in a three-in-one handicap match against three legends, including Steamboat. You have the no disqualification match between the Hardy Boys we have, and a bit of a spoiler for Patreon, but we have Trico's favorite match on here. Michael's Taker won 
at Mania. And then Kid Rock got more time than the women, and they didn't even win their own uh, Battle Royal because it was won by Santino Marella. A.K.A. Santina. Uh, don't even say that because Beth Phoenix tried to kill him for that, which he deserved. <laughs> CM Punk wins his second Money in the Bank, which is the Money in the Bank, which eventually turned him heel. Then you have Carlito and Primo beating Miz and Morrison to become unified tag team champions in the company. In the pre-show. That happened yeah. in the pre-show. Yeah, which... This is when you knew the tag division started, like, it understood it was small, but it was basically becoming an afterthought. And then Vicky Guerrero's boyfriends can't even beat John Cena in the main event because that build was just ew. Well, technically, Triple H and Randy Orton was the main event. Co-main, co-main. Because they can't even beat John Cena, Edge, and uh, Big Show. And the reason I say boyfriends, yes, she was kayfabe married to Edge at the time, but she was flirting around and cheating on Edge with Big Show's butt cheeks. I know. I know. I see. Don't judge me. That's what happened because there were a few segments that were hitting cameras like, Vicky, you got some splaining to do. I'm like, oh, no, no. And that's not even as bad as what the main event storyline was for the for the spinner belt as a home invader as the baby face beat Randy Orton and we're supposed to cheer for that just because he's a McMahon. Well, sure. I'm I'm just gonna break down everything. Of course, this was Punk's highlight moment again when he two back back to back manias. Of course, and Kit Two back-to-back Rock back Yeah, yeah. Kit Rock took over uh, the whole Divas and interest, even though it, this was like a musical performance concert and, and everything. Also, this was JBL's last wrestling match, even though it was a, a squash. Um, the, Hardy, the Hardy Bros had their differences where Matt almost killed Jeff's dog. I thought he did in the build to this. Yeah, because I know he burned the house. I thought he killed his dog. Yeah, and then also, um, again, you have Vicky, uh, two, one husband and one boyfriend on the side, but then uh, again, John Cena won. Uh, yeah, that's not even a question. And then of course, Triple H and Randy Orton. That rivalry started way back in 2004 when Triple H kicked Randy Orton out of. Evolution. This was kind of Randy Orton's down. Yeah, trying to get his payback for that, and now trying to destroy the demands, including uh, Triple H himself. Well, but, he, punted, he punted Shane. He punted Vince. Took them out. Triple H was out, and Orton was just at his savageress. Not the I don't bank. know. How, I don't know how he lost the title, the WWE title, but then he randomly wins the rumble to go one-on-one with triple h i think we were all at the time where i think a lot of people were hoping for orton over triple h because that was peak legacy 2009 that was the year of legacy and then triple h just had to go over 
in the show with the WWE title. And then, of course, Randy RK only Stephanie and they kissing her. Um, yeah, Stephanie didn't consent to that, and Orton just made it sick and sadistic. While Triple H, all he could do was watch because Orton handcuffed him to a rope and then tried to beat the crap out of him with the sl- with Triple H's little buddy, a.k.a. a sledgehammer. And then, of course, Taker versus Shaw, and like I mentioned, that should have closed the show. That that was the Well, real- it did the year late. Well, it did, and we're going to touch on that right about. Uber Eats is known for having hot food online. But launching in April, groceries will be added within the app. By adding grocery and convenience stores, they can reach more people who don't want to go out or don't have time to shop. Uber Eats helps out the stores by giving them more visibility and a solid customer base. You can download the Uber Eats app, enter your address, and you will see numerous grocery stores and chains. For an added bonus, Several stores have free delivery and discount codes on special items. Let's go shop. Now with WrestleMania 20. Well, yeah, we ain't going to touch on that now, but obviously we're going to rank 25 in an A. But really? I'd say Airbnb. I would have given that a B. Yeah, rank it at a B. I'm tripping because I really wanted to just hop right into this segue of 26 where Michaels and Taker did main event for Sean's career. And then you have Show Miz on the pre-show winning the tag. T- well, defending actually, that was the first match of the night. Defending the tag titles against Miz Morrison and Truth. And this is when, like, with all the arguing that Miz and Morrison have been doing lately, trying to see who Truth loves more, this was the match that could easily put the title into Miz's hands because Morrison didn't get him a WrestleMania win. But the future Jake Hager, Jack Swagger, won the money in the bank to only hold it for, like, a week and then have a stuttering title reign. And then Legacy implodes and DiBiase fades away in a triple threat match, which you probably saw in one of the SVR games where Orton just went psycho. And then you also have with 26, Vince versus the entire Hart family. Yes, Bret Hart after the Montreal Screwjob 13 years earlier came back. Just a few events. And when I say this era of women's wrestling pissed everybody off, it did. Because you have two world champions in your women's division and you stick them in a 10-woman tag match on the same side. I don't care. Melina and Michelle should have had either a face-off or something but they're in a 10-woman tag match. But then Edge came back from Achilles' injury, not the neck injury everybody thinks he came back for first, to hold that L against Jericho for the world title. 
with Jericho's best run ever. And then you have Cena beating, I hate you, Batista, for the WWE title. And that's what headlines. I put Hollywood Batista in my notes, which is crazy. Where do you see WrestleMania 26? And yes, I did actually remember to rank that this one. Well, let me give you my thoughts on WrestleMania 26. So, um, you got to, uh, the, the whole car was good. The whole car was good. But the, the Divas match was disrespectful. The, yeah. And then, of course, Bret Hart versus Vince said that was just like an old bar, blah, 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 blah. even though that was considered a, uh, one of the considered the worst. But Bret Hart finally has his redemption after 13 years. He had his redemption. They really had to um, overbook. Talk about an overbooked match, though. Yeah, exactly. But I would have to say, after this mania, WWE went down to heel as far as ratings. Oh, we'll talk. The next one, because we're about to get to 27. We'll talk on that one. We will talk on that one. And then, but and then also, you you get where I'm going with this, right? With ratings, people uh, wrestlers become part timers and all that. You get what I'm oh, saying? Oh yeah, I I know. That's what I'm saying. We will get to the genesis and the head of that, and possibly one of the worst ever. But so. uh, but for this many uh, WrestleMania 26, I will give it um, between A and B. I don't want to say B. Just for everything you just said. Wait, you put so, it in C. Um, dra- I had to drag it. I had to drag it. Because yeah. I'm using ma- I'm using touchback keyboard. I don't have a mouse. Okay, so I had to drag it like crazy. But yeah, it's crazy. Like 26 was the end of like decency. And for what it set up, it was just overbooked. Not as bad as the next one, huh. WrestleMania 27, with your guest host, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Started off good in Edge's final match with ADR of his first run. Edge's last match of his first run, because I think it was the spear that he took to where the doctors was like, "You either you keep your butt home or... You're going to end up paralyzed. The RKO, this is when Orton got known for catch RKOs when it was Punk versus Orton. This was around the time where he really let those just fly at special occasions. You have the real Triple H Taker 2, which... WWE will let you believe that it's Taker Triple H one, no holds barred, solid match. And then you get to hell with the last three that I got to touch on. Jerry the King Lawler, Michael Cole, with Austin as the ref. Not only did this match end with the right ending of Austin beating up Michael Cole and King 
winning and getting the one, two, three, it got reversed by a computer and the feud extended for another month. But I think you guys know who was the person behind that computer. Um, Hornswoggle, which yeah. makes it real, even makes me more mad at this match. Oh. And then Snooky, they edited this so bad. The Jersey Shore took over. No, the Jer- Jersey Shore got booed out the Georgia Dome, but the network would like you to believe that she got praised out the Georgia Dome. She got booed out of it, and she got the only pinfall and was in the only match with women on the card at this mania with Michelle McCool, Layla, and Dolph versus Trish, Miz, no, no. Trif, Trish and Morrison. And she got the pin on a former multi-time world champion, randomly. I'm going to move on from that because we got one more headache I got to scratch. With the main event, Miz with one of the best, like, third wheel promos, promo packages that I think in Mania history. And when I say third wheel as WWE champion, the storyline going in was the confrontation between Roxena, which set up the next two years. But they didn't want to focus on Miz versus Cena. Miz gets counted out after getting concussed off a spot. Mid-match, Rock restarts it, beats up Cena, Miz gets the one, two, three. Happy WrestleMania, everyone. You're going to have to argue for a D. You're going to have to argue for a D. I give this an F. <laughs> like, for me, you had to argue for a D, and you just chose to give it an F. This because, is up there with WrestleMania 11. Because the only thing, good thing that came out of this mania was Mysterio versus Cody Rhodes, uh, Randy Orton versus CM Punk. Nah, I'm going to give it a D, and here's why I'm going to give it a D. I'm going to give this a D for one reason. Take your Triple H, no holds barred. That's it. Yeah, I was getting that. It was that that match, Rey Mysterio versus Cody Rhodes, uh, Randy Orton, and uh, CM Punk. And then, of course, his edge, uh, his first post, his first, first retirement match. First yeah. That's why I would have... Yeah, like, there's so many decent things on here, but it just got watered down by a triple header, Michael Cole, Snooky, and Roxena won confirmation. Stupid. And speaking of Roxena won, let's talk about it. Wait, hold up. And then just as we was talking about before how WWE went down the hill at the WrestleMania 26, it was only at the time when The Rock came back, then and that's when it, oh we need the rod to come out because our rating was so down the hill and then that's where rock came back in 2011 so that's how let's talk about his 2013 2012 setup which was so trash at wrestlemania 28 it all began uh but the world title match Ending in 18 seconds? 
a Rumble winner winning in 18 seconds, and the match to where the indie fans really hated the WWE. Daniel Bryan losing that to to making out with AJ Lee just to get kicked in the face. And then Big Show gets added to the champion to the list of Grand Slam champions by KO and, and gets his WrestleMania moment and not WrestleMania embarrassment by beating Cody for the IC title, which he lost in a where I don't know where my foot is. I'm about a month later. And this is when it and when I say the Divas era pissed me off, and I'm really not a fan of it. Another celebrity in celebrity. Another celebrity in another women's tag match with one of the freaking champions in the match. Bethany Eve. And they held that L to Maria Menounos getting a pinfall in a match with Kelly Kelly. Oh. And that wasn't it for Eve as she cup checked Zack Ryder after he lost and got pinned. In a 12-man where the focal point was who was taking over the WWE between John Laurinaitis and Teddy Long. But then also you had the end of an era Hell in a Cell between Taker and Triple H. Then you have Punk versus Jericho, which should have headlined for the WWE title. But... No, we don't want the WWE title headline. We want Roxena the headline. Once in a lifetime, let's do that. Not our WWE title. Poorly booked card. Well, oh. I wouldn't say it was poorly uh, booked. It I was, was weirdly say, booked. It was just a uh, uh, but. It, uh, it, uh, this was the first way that had a lot of pay-per-view buy rates. It had a lot. Oh yeah, the buy rate skyrocketed at this pay per view. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't say the card was well, wasn't bad. I would just, uh, I would say the team Johnny versus Team Teddy match, uh, the Divas match, and and the freaking um world title match was kind of the worst. Everything else was great. Everything else was great. Yeah, I think just Big Show winning was anticlimactic because you knew he wasn't gonna hold it for long, but. I give it a B or C. B. I want to go C just because Roxena did not need. I feel like the focus on Roxena kind of took away from the full-timers, you know? Roxena Roxena won. Well, I would have to say this Roxena match was way better than the next one we're about to talk about at wrestlemania 29 which had no women's match whatsoever the debut of rollins mox and roman in the shield and remember i said no women's match you get mark henry and ryback instead you get the debut of fun dong go not wrestlemania in-ring period with the company. Then you get Roxena too. And then you get Oive 
the last three minutes, Matt, you get Punk versus Taker. Taker's – I don't even want to say the next line. We'll touch on that with the next Mania for what it was. Well, but the last is- three matches – let me get this out. The last three yeah. matches were well over an hour. Just the matches from bell to bell individually. Taker versus Punk, Brock versus Triple H in a no-holds-bar match where Triple H had to retire if he lost, and Rock Cena, two for the WWE title, where Rock basically tore a pack and killed a movie early in the match. Go ahead. Okay, yeah. And then, um, freaking, of course, this was the Shield's uh, debut match, like you just mentioned. Um, Mark Henry and Ryback match was the kind of the worst of the night, and then kind of, and then when Fondango debuted, that kind of had its own mainstream. Uh, with just by his theme song debut, everybody was kind of doing this on the internet, on the internet, Fondangoing, yeah, that had his mainstream uh, on there. And then, um, freaking, you had a, I would say, a remake or reboot of Eddie Guerrero versus Kurt Angle with um, ADR and Jack Swagger with Mexico versus America. Oh, let's move. I'm. A, what do you want to rank this? Because I don't want to get into that. Uh. Just because you put WrestleMania 28 in C, I would give that one a D. Just because. Oh, yeah. You put. I kind of agree. But yeah, I didn't think. (laughs) All right. So, Mania 30, which one of the. The Divas title actually got defended on this one. Thank you. God, but, but was it that important? Was it that important? But it was a seven-minute multi-woman match for a world title by AJ. And this was her last full day with the title. And I believe it was it nah the pre-show match. Nah, and the only time a battle royal was actually on the Mania main card. It actually meant something. Cesaro for the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. First one. And unfortunately, he only won it and only stayed relevant because his manager after that was only there to keep reminding everybody that Brock broke the streak. The streak died because Brock Lesnar and Cesaro, his consolation prize for winning the first ever Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, set decoration for Paul Heyman. And you think that was bad? Cena over Bray Wyatt. Why do you think the Firefly Funhouse match was so ready to get that started? And a piece of that came from this night where Cena went over. And of course... We can't talk, touch on this without starting 
kicking off with Daniel Bryan beats Evolution, Triple H to open Orton and Cena. Orton and Batista, excuse me. Why did I say Cena? To win and to partake in a miracle on Bourbon Street and have one of the best WrestleMania ending celebrations with two titles before the first aggravated neck injury. So, yeah. What do you think of WrestleMania 30? Well, let's just say... Daniel Bryan pulled off the Bret Hart situation from WrestleMania 10, having to wrestle two matches. Well, one, you had to enter in to get into the main event. And then uh, the main event itself was very, very solid. That's the one, that one. And then, of course, the end of the streak. That's the two That was the shocker. Yeah. Even the black dude was like this. Oh my gosh, that meme <laughs> is still trending. I mean, I'd put this at A. I put this at A only because of the undercard and the rest of the matches. Decent, but like meh. Cena mm-hmm. going over brain in his early stages was not a good decision. Women barely got time to shine. Cesaro got turned into set dressing for Paul Heyman after it. But what do you think? Mm, I would have gave that a B. You want to give it a B? I'm going to say a low A just because, like I said, the matches that we did hype up were that. But it was solid, man. But let me tell you something that was even slightly more solid yet un, unfiltered. 31? 31, anybody? 31? At Levi Stadium in SoCal. Big Show wins basically what everybody assumed he wouldn't win because it was kind of what it was the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal Big Show getting wins at Mania what the Divas title for the final Mania that it was even featured got relegated to a less than seven minute tag match against the Bella Twins as AJ and Page the frenemies shut them up and of course this was part of the things that hashtag give Divas a chance went through you have Daniel Bryan in his final match in his first run win the IC title in a ladder match, which, yeah. Rusev on a tank wasn't enough to beat Cena at Mania. Womp womp. Undertaker versus Bray Wyatt. Somebody had to get out the slump. I do think it should have been Bray, but... Taker, I'm cool with Taker winning this. And then the match that I think should not have happened, or at least roles should have been reversed. Triple H with DX beat Sting with the NWO. 
in a match that turned into a no DQ match. The second a random ref bump happens. And after that RKO early in the show, Rollins with the heist of the century and cash in money in the bank to shut up Roman and Brock to win the WWE world title. And this is authority Rollins with a blonde streak too. Thoughts? Like you just mentioned, the RKO out of nowhere. The like, best, the best RKO out of nowhere. No, 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 no. We're not going to even get into this because there are going to be an argument in our comment sections. Evan Bourne or Seth, who got it worse? Or shall I say Matt Seidel or Evan Bourne? No, yeah. Matt Seidel was airborne, legit shooting star press in rotation, Orton caught him on the way down after that last bit of the rotation. Seth, he popped up off his shoulder and then dropped him. I was going to say the best RKO in Mania. Okay. I can agree with that. But... Because uh, RKO, uh, Randy Orton had his best RKO moment at Mania against CM Punk at 27, but that uh, but but this WrestleMania was outdone that one with Seth. The, oh, yeah, that was kind of outdone. Rollins got popped up off Orton's shoulder. And they, and yeah. from what I read, they only practiced that maybe once. Yeah. That spot, like, once. But it ended up well. Orton got the dub, but Rollins got the title. Of course, yeah. He had the money in the And I, this is the first mania to have someone to cash the in. The only mania. The only mate yet, exactly. And then Triple H versus Sting. Those were the only two that was left out of the Avengers storyline. And I feel like this one was kind of like, given to the fact like this was the match that kind of ended the WWE versus WCW thing. You had, you everybody was begging for DS versus NWO at some point. And then you have, have this in this match. I feel like it shouldn't have happened like this. And I feel like Singh should have won. But I, mean, I was glad when it was over. Yeah, because I don't think they wanted Sting to win just because, like, they felt this is a, another, like, WWE versus WCW match. Like, that should have happened in the Avengers storylines that, which it kind of made sense with some to some people, but even though somebody was a heel at this point and they face but this was is what it is. A, this was the authority run, and they let Triple H go over. I'm gonna put this in B. Hmm. What you were gonna put 31 in A? Yeah, I was to say you was gonna put that in C. No, I had to drag it over, remember? Because I'm, like, multi-screens. Wait yeah. till I at least, like, finalize my, my drags before I do it. Yeah. But I would say everything on the card was, like, was, like, was, was really good. Everything else in the, everything in the card was really good. Yeah. It's just, like, argue, arguing, and then it, I almost want to put this in A, but nah, I was thinking about it, but I'm like, nah, because the wrong people in a few matches went over on that night. 
Speaking of wrong people going over, WrestleMania 32, the night where, let's just say there almost ended up a riot at in Dallas because nobody wanted to see the main event. But in the undercard, Brie Bella retired as Charlotte, Becky, and Sasha kill the Divas title and usher in the Women's Championship. And Charlotte Flair wins the Women's title of that of this current era in the third longest Women's Mania match of all time. And then poor Zack Ryder, poor Zack Ryder. You won a multi-man ladder match to just become a transitional IC champion. But then here's where I really think they did not want to get out of the Attitude Era. Austin, so a six-man tag match. New Day, League of Nations, which was Rusev, Del Rio, Barrett, and Sheamus. League of Nations goes over only to eat a stunner, a mandible claw, and a super kick from three guys that were well in their 40s. Some nearing their 50s. So what are you going to do? But then, hey, we at least get AJ's Mania debut and the destruction of Y2 AJ versus Jericho. However, in the same breath, we got Brock versus Mox, no holds barred, which underwhelming. You get Bray Wyatt, the Wyatt family, specifically Eric Rowan, eating a rock bottom and pinned in six seconds, just so Cena can come out. And Corbin's main roster debut and Mania debut by winning the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Shane versus Taker for Shane just to lose and get a job anyway. That's legit was the step in the feud in the setup. It was about Shane versus Vince. Shane coming back to take over the WWE. And Vince was like, yeah, beat Taker inside the Salt Mania so you don't run. If you do, you get your job. You get a job. If you don't, you are staying unemployed. Shane lost. He still got a job. But is that as baffling as Roman basically being fed a 30-minute W over Triple H for the World Heavyweight title, for the WWE World title, and the crowd turned on this immediately? Because nobody wanted to see Trip. They were cheering for Triple H for a while. And then turned on it. Thoughts? Well, like you said, Zack Ryder should have had his, a good icy run. But again, missed up. And then. <laughs> you could say it. Um, you can say it. I am putting explicit content on this one. Because of some of the early, earlier attitude and ruthless aggression area content we had to discuss, we don't have to discuss that now. But 
we had to discuss that, so this already had to go for it. So you could say what you were going to say about Miz, but it wasn't even Miz. It was his wife. It was Maurice who did the damage because she pimp slapped Zach's dad in the rematch. Exactly. And the fact we're talking more about the rematch instead of how Zach won it in that multi-man match shows you how much people remember regarding the title match. And then you had Chris Jericho and AJ, which could be considered the match of the night. Um, yeah, high consideration for that. You had Stone uh, Well, given the fact this WrestleMania was in Texas, what, what would WrestleMania in Texas be without Stone Cold? Or Sean. Or Sean. Yeah, and then you had Mick Foley back then. And then, of course, you had Brock and, well, let's just say John Moxley. Yeah, that's what I'm like. That's why I said Brock and Mox, because that's how people are going to remember him, not by that slave name of Ambrose. Yeah. And then uh, that Brock, was. Brock didn't want to do any hardcore matches, especially with Ambrose. Yeah. With him. That's what pissed everybody, him off. Brock didn't win the business for himself. Yeah. And then you had Taker and Shane, which Shane killed himself. Killed himself. Like jumping off the cell, jumping off. Which he has never hit that dive. In this era, he has not hit that dive. I think he's been in like three, maybe four. This era, he has not hit that dive once. Yeah, and then, uh, and then Barry Corbin and his Davy won the Battle Royal, and then Rock beat Eric Rowan in six seconds. I don't think no one is gonna beat that record. No one's going to beat that record in the shortest match. No one's going to beat it. Yeah, that was so random, and it was just part of a promo. Like, talk about a way from WrestleMania 30 to WrestleMania 32, what we're talking about. The Wyatt family went from great gimmick, and if Bray would have beat Cena at WrestleMania 30, it would have been the moment for them to now – at WrestleMania 32, they only get one. They get a mid mat, mid segment match where The Rock beats them, and then Cena joins The Rock to beat them up. Stupid. And then, and then I forgot to mention this is the only time you will see Shaq versus Big Show at that time. As of WWE, we might see that in AEW if they find out what ninjas took Shaq. Yeah, and then. Of course, Triple A versus Roman Reigns. Uh, I can understand that some of uh, a lot of the crowd was booing Roman because he was positioned to be the new face of the company. He was shoved down, or he was shoved down more than Cena, our throats at this point. Yeah, and it was like he ne- And here's the worst part: this was the night he finally won a title, a world title, because Brock kept beating him. Everybody kept beating him. And significantly did it. Because, heck, even when he beat Ambrose or Mox, however you want to view it, like four months before this, four or five months before this at Survivor Series, he got kicked in the face and cashed in on immediately. Yeah. And then the moment that Roman speared Stephanie, that's when everybody got behind Rowing by that. No, that's the only part of this match where everybody woke up because everybody was bored out their minds. Yeah. I'm going to go just for this. I'm going to say B or C. 
the overall focus of the entire night on the Attitude Era over the present day? Uh, I'll give that a C. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because the fact that this night had so much influence and was only put together because of the Attitude Era, yeah. WrestleMania 34... 33, excuse me. What am I on? Mine, I'm a notes pad that is faulty. But WrestleMania 33, Trico and I watched this live, legit at one of the bars near our school. And we were just hanging out with everybody. And yeah, the kickoff show would help from Gronk not security, Mojo Raleigh actually got a win, and it was in a battle royal. Shane versus AJ, where Shane basically presented himself to AJ Styles. And AJ took a 450. Shane got a, a triangle in there, but he also got AJ's head almost a, yeah. The Festival of Friendship Aftermath, which for those that don't know, the Festival of Friendship, and this match should have been for the Universal title, but we'll get to why it wasn't. The Festival of Friendship was the kind of just celebration of friendship between Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho, which everybody wants to talk about how NJF and the Pinnacle screwed over Jericho, and Jericho doesn't have any friends. This was the first time to do it. But KO and Jericho got bumped from the Universal title scene to the U.S. title scene and possibly stole the night. Bailey and Naomi, granted, you have two brands, two separate women's, two separate women's championships. But they are defended in multi-woman matches on both brands. And one was the calm down match before the match that could have got one of our friends killed. And then Matt and Jeff won the Raw Tag Titles and returned after one liner match and they lost the ROH Tag Titles to win the Raw Tag Titles in another multi-man, multi-team ladder match. Cena popped the question to Nikki Bella after beating up Miz and Maurice, only to say, I don't wanna, I don't wanna. But then Rollins comes out, Games of Throne, Game of Thrones head to toe to beat up Triple H, beat Triple H and put Stephanie through a table in a non-sanctioned match. Brock Goldberg three, five minutes, I wish I Five minutes of high-octane offense, but what are you going to do? Brock wins the universal title. And then the match that almost got a friend of ours killed. Roman Reigns becomes the second person to beat Taker at Mania. And in the lasting image of this Mania, which should have been the lasting of his career four years ago, was Taker taking off the hat, the gloves, and the jacket and leaving them all in the ring. Kissed Michelle and then just walked off. And classic 
Undertaker arm raise with his back to the ring. Thoughts on 33? Yep. Just like you mentioned. And then uh, and then another, this is another match that Bray Wyatt got destroyed. We talk about WrestleMania 30, but this is another one that he got destroyed with Randy Orton. This is another match. Oh, yeah. Yeah. With the no. The WWE title. Yeah. Which Daniel Bryan went on this? Hmm? Daniel Bryan went on this? No, he was, he was retired. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, who'd you say Randy Orton destroyed? Oh, Bray, Bray. Bray Wyatt. I choose to forget that match because that was just a stupid, like, why do you want MK Annihilation level effects and Orton with a sperm entrance? That's why I chose to forget this because it was the longest ramp ever and it just made the ramp graphics so gross, especially on Orton's. Only for Orton to, I have the power, RKO. Shoot, Every, everyone took a long walk to the ramp. That, this, I would say this man had the Goldberg, long... Goldberg, legit. I remember, and I think I showed you this. It was either you or a couple of our other mutual colleagues. Goldberg that day legit sent out a random social media, like just story post, and said that this ramp is longer than my crotch. <laughs> I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> what? And this is one of your world champions saying stuff like that. <laughs> what in the. <clears throat> Oh, Lord. I'm going to give this a C. Fair. Granted, Matt and Jeff returned, but I was at the Supercard of Honor, where which was their last match on the Indies together, and it was way better than this. 34, the return to New Orleans. Matt and Naomi won the Pointless Battle Royals. The women's basically went through all that controversy because they tried to name it after a pimp. Cedric Alexander reset the Cruiserweight title after all, for the second time in that match. And the reason I say the second time, because their first origin ended when they stopped ceased the Cruiserweight division because it was centered on Ray Chavo and... Shane Helms back in the day brought it back just for Enzo Amore, Pack, Austin Aries, and a few others. Just a pew! But then here's the funny part about this the New Day and the Usos. In the Usos, this was their first WrestleMania main card match. They get squashed by the Bludgeon Brothers. Rest in peace, Brody Lee. For the SmackDown tag titles. But that wasn't as bad as the John Cena squash that came out of nowhere for The Undertaker. 
And then another multi-match insanity as Seth and Jinder won the IC and U.S. titles. But then, uh, in contrast, Ronda Rousey, her in two tag matches, Ronda Rousey's intergender tag, it was intergender because she beat up Triple H and with Kurt Angle won her debut match, which also in Daniel Bryan's in-ring return, him and Shane beat Owens and Zayn. If they would have just replaced Shane with maybe even Joe, I would have gotten to that match more. And then who bullies Nia Jax anyway? Like Nia Jax gets bullied and by Alexa Bliss and Mickey James only to beat them up and win the Raw Women's title. Brock Roman 2 with Roman winning, with Roman losing, excuse me, headlines. The Raw and then three burials of character and a division. Charlotte Flair ends Asuka's undefeated streak that she had since NXT. And basically Asuka sucks up the sucks up the Charlotte Flair. Shinsuke knocks out Mora after he gets beat by AJ Styles in an underwhelming match considering they had their Russell Kingdom 10 headliner two years ago, two years prior to that. And in response to AJ winning that match, it wasn't a sign of respect. It was just making him sing Soprano. Mm-hmm. And then Braun Strowman hyped up. I've got a partner. I've got a mystery partner. And then buries their all tag team division with a senior referee's child. Who was the 11? Who was the 11? Yeah. The raw tag team division got buried by an 11 year old. Go ahead and rate this. Granted, uh, the fact the Intercontinental Championship match was the match of the night. Yeah, and then it just went downhill. Yeah. Uh not you've got to mention Ronda broke Stephanie's arm. Yeah. Them two matches alone, you I know, put this at a D. If if The Rock wasn't busy with his movie schedule, I would have replaced Kurt Angle with him. Because that would make more sense due to the the, the, the segment. That they had. Well, considering Rock Cena too, they were not going to... Hollywood is not going to let Rock, unless he does not feel like shooting movies for like a year, do that because he killed a... Rock Cena 2 killed an entire movie production. So, with this, you're going to have to argue for a C or a B. I give it a C or a D. I'm giving it a D. You're gonna have to argue for C if you want it in a C. Nah, I give it a D because right after the triple threat, uh, the triple threat intercontinental match, uh, it kind of went down the hill. Downhill and downhill fast, and by Brock Roman too, and Roman still not beating Brock Lesnar. We, I guess, we all know who was who the crowd was cheering for during that match. 
I think everybody just wanted Roman to win to get it over with. And then they stretched it out five more months. Yeah, everybody was cheering for CM Punk that night. Oh, heck yeah. Because this... Nah, this one... You gotta love shooting in... You gotta love shooting my traffic. And yeah, I don't think anybody was a fan. I was almost gonna argue for F, but then there's like you we said, Finn. This match was simply Ronda's debut and the opener with the IC title. Other than that, it, you can miss me on that. The Raw Women's title. Nia Jax getting bullied. One, that's just dumb. And to be honest, we went back to the Divas era because they basically fat shamed her. Same thing with the whole Piggy James angle. They brought that back with subtle nuances. Come on now. But out of that mess into turn the lights off WrestleMania 35. But Braun Strowman, Carmelo win the Battle Royals to absolutely nothing. Kurt Hawkins snapped his longest, the longest WWE losing streak of the modern era to beat with Zack Ryder to beat now FTR for the Raw Tag Team titles. Seth kicked off the night to beat Brock for the Universal title. And then you've got AJ beating Randy Orton with a spotlight blocking the crowd's vision. And there are videos that legit say, turn the lights off, and Orton acknowledged it and just being goofy on Raw a few weeks later. And then one of the worst book matches... Shane beat The Miz in a Shane McMahon specialty. The Usos and the Iconics both get tag title wins in multi-team matches. You have Roman's return after his leukemia resurface to beat Drew McIntyre in a singles match. Batista and Kurt's final matches against Triple H and Baron Corbin. Then you have Joe beating Rey Mysterio by TKO to win the U.S. title. You have the Demon Finn Balor to beat Bob Lashley for the IC title. Obviously, this is Kofi mania. So you got Kofi basically reenacting the Yes movement from five years earlier after... Just luck of timing. But the luck of timing with three jailbirds headlined it as Becky Lynch won both the Raw and SmackDown women's titles in the longest women's match of all time against Ronda Rousey and Charlito at 21 minutes. Thoughts? Well, let me just say, uh, the way that Kurt went out, that was stupid, first off. But 
Batista and Triple H, this was Triple H's redemption because Batista beat him three times. At first off at WrestleMania 21, then of course the month after, and then the Hell in a Cell match afterwards. And then you had basically Brock trying to get his redemption from Seth Rollins at WrestleMania 31, but end up getting. <laughs> you were up for that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yep. And then, uh, of course, uh, the Iconics getting their WrestleMania moment. Uh, and then, uh, and the, Us- which got overshadowed by Sasha's walkout. Yeah. Yeah. The Uso getting their, their WrestleMania moment uh, as well. And then, of which, course- who, what even happened in that match? Did they go in as champs? But this they, is, there was the, there was the champs. There was the champs. Yeah. Cause this to me, Honestly, they never recovered as any tag team division since the Braun and Nicholas stuff, and this kind of proved it. So they have not been able to recover in the last three years for any tag team division. And considering two of the three tag teams that you lean on for the company to build it around, one's injured and the other is on Wednesday nights competing against you, they really don't have anybody. Oh yeah, and the third is on separate, and the fourth is on separate brands. Yeah, the and bar, then, the Usos, the New Day, and FTR. Yeah, for anybody in one context. And then, of course, this is the first WrestleMania that Roman is not on the main event list. But um, oh yeah, but, and his match with Drew was was well uh, decent. And then years later, I mean, it was the um. For him, it was the um, return after his leukemia. And if they would have just yeah. worked off that, it would have been fine. And I think they started to, but then they relinked him with the shield, which was stupid. Yeah. And then I understand that they want the women's to be the main event, uh, that be the closing of the show. But I feel that Kofi and Daniel Bryan should have closed the show because the way. Ooh, yeah. The way- the way the match was ended and uh, everybody was trending for Kofi Mania and that should have, uh, I feel like Kofi's celebration had more impact than Becky Lynch's celebration. You know, they love history and the simple fact, I do agree with you because did you see the, fi- we all saw the crucifix that Ronda couldn't keep her shoulder down for the three count because her left shoulder was up and Corey pointed that out. And they just, and Cole talked over to hype up Becky. I'm like, oh no. So where do you want to put this? Mm. I give this a B. Um, Air B. I almost want to put it in A. I almost want to put it in A just for the simple fact. Solid card, just misorganized card. That's why it's not S. And the undercard was kind of okay. Had some great moments for the hometown, but it was just there. That's why it's not S or B to me. 
And finally, and finally, WrestleMania 36, a.k.a. a two-night COVID mania. Fans in attendance, watch your TV. Which Nikki and Alexa, before Alexa went crazy, won the women's tag titles. Becky beat Becky Lynch before her before she got pregnant, beat Shayna for the Royal Women's title in her last match before she got pregnant. The Boneyard and the Firefly Funhouse cinematic matches. Sammy finally beat Dan O'Brien before ice for the IC title and actually got a WrestleMania win, but then went into quarantine. Due to COVID, a three-team tag match, three-team ladder match turned into a three-way ladder match where Morrison beat Jim Uso and Kofi, and Kofi for the SmackDown tag titles. Rollins and KO restart went from a regular match that just in no contest to a no disqualification match and Owens jumped off the WrestleMania logo through an announce table at the Performance Center. Braun and Drew became world champion in 2K20 inspired matches. Just finisher spam all day. Charlotte Flair, MJF, real MJF in NXT and beat Rhea Ripley and just proved she better than everybody. Oh, Otis got to kiss the rose and beat Dolph Ziggler, and now he's teaming with Dolph Ziggler with Mandy on a separate brand. Edge and Randy had the second longest men's match in wrestling, men's singles match in WrestleMania history in a slow paced, badly edited last man standing match. The Prophets beat Angel Garza and Austin Theory with the 2021 Women's Royal Rumble winner getting the call up to help her husband and basically become a home invader. Bailey retained the SmackDown Women's title in a multi-woman match, which just so happened to be the second longest women's match in WrestleMania history. Oh, yeah, and the big show had the longest world title match of the weekend in a dark match. Goldberg versus Braun, just over two minutes. Brock versus Drew, five minutes. Four and a half minutes. Hmm. Big show, just under seven minutes. Thoughts on COVID mania, despite no fans. COVID mania won, I should say, for WrestleMania 36. Yeah, even though this was the first mania with no fans, and this is the first COVID mania, um, the matches, um, some of the matches was really decent, and the card itself were decent. But the world title match, the world title match was short as hell. Um, Elias and Barry Corey, that was you stupid. had a fifty-year-old in one of the matches. You had a fifty-three-year-old going in as. Champion and won the matches. What do you think was going to happen? And the match they wanted didn't happen because Roman decided to be a father instead of an employee. 
of course he didn't want to get he didn't want to catch no COVID because like you just mentioned like in the tag team ladder match would turn into a triple threat one of one of the participants caught COVID and that ended up being a triple threat being a triple no I thought he just got sick but one COVID I think he just got sick well sick or not if you said that means you got COVID and you can't let you can't get spread it to nobody else Okay, yep, and Roman was being a dad, that's why he was gone for six months, and now he's about to headline this year's mania on night two. And then also the bury the bury of Rhea Ripley. Oh my goodness! Uh set up the burial at NXT, and EO's basically just calling out her own competition because there's nobody in between what they've done with EO. And post Charlotte, that they have left that could easily like contend for that title outside of Raquel. And then this is uh, in night two, Shasa Banks should have won that match. But again, that's just to prove that she is the weak link in the four horse women. The weak link. We'll see if she beats Bianca. But I actually will disagree with you on that for one reason, that Sasha should not have won that match. They planted the seeds. They just did the feud stupidly. They planted the seeds, and they started at that match. They just did the feud stupid, Sasha and Bailey. And then, well, what else was on the car? And then... um. The last man standing man was was too was too long, but uh, yeah, that was second too- longest singles match of all time for the guys, yeah. and the women had the second longest match for the women of all time too at 19 minutes. Yeah, and then KO versus Seth Rollins. Originally, if this was at Raymond James Stadium, Kevin Owens was about to jump off of a ship, but instead. He had to drop out the logo instead to make up for that not being at the stadium. Bruh, I think that that would have been worse. <laughs> they would have jumped up. He would have put his own Shane McMahon at Raymond James. And I don't think he's on the card yet, but I think if that happens, I'm done. <laughs> Where do we rank this? And then lastly, the firefighter. Funhouse match and the Boneyard match, which is Taker's last WrestleMania and Taker's last match entirely. Exactly. Was both good for what it was. I think the Firefly Funhouse felt a little bit too insider-ish for me. Because a lot of stuff is like got dirt chic-ish to where if you read the media and believe the media, you'd have fell right into the whole, like, Cena-like philosophies over the years. And that's what that match played off of a lot of the time. Until Bray... But Bray singing the Bella Twins theme, I want to get that image out of my head. Because you can look, but you can't touch. While he was trying to dance, like, the Bellas, I'm like, oh, I'm done. 
And then he came out at, and once the whole NWO bit went in, I was like, okay. But the Boneyard, that was straightforward. Taker, Taker got called an old man by AJ, by Gallows, by Anderson. And AJ said that Taker left his balls in Michelle's purse. Whereas AJ, the Styles Clash is similar to the Faith. It's pretty much the Faith Breaker with a different name. AJ just on the indies did what Michelle was doing in WWE. And that's why they associated that move with it. So that added that little wrinkle. And the memes that are so strong to this day from the Boneyard are insane. So what do you want to put? I give it a C. A C? Yeah. Yeah, this is like the undercard killed this for me. And I do agree. Like the cinematic matches were solid, but the undercard killed this. Let me drag this before you say anything. Yep. So, and it's funny. We've got a total. Before we go through this entire list of what WrestleMania is where, we've got eight WrestleManias that are either D or F. Our highest category was a B. And then we only have one S tier mania. Do you want to move any of these before we say the final list? What? WrestleMania 28 into B. 28 into B? Yeah. Yeah, I do think once in a lifetime was better than twice in a lifetime. Yeah, that's why I said, yeah, uh, the, the first match was better than the second one. Oh, yeah. Everybody agrees with that because Rock got hurt. And then they just... And then I remember watching some clips online of, like, that match was literally that year between Roxena 1 and Roxena 2 was just for the kids. Because you have, like, little kids just hyped up because John Cena believes in himself. I'm like, really? This is what we're doing? Just marketing to the kids. Well, B's still the strongest one by three WrestleMania is now not just one or two. Um, I would put WrestleMania 18 into A. Ooh. I have... Which... That one, explain why would you put that in A real quick? Because I'm like, mm. I'm still like iffy because of the way the builds to WrestleMania, the build to WrestleMania 18 went, you know? I know. I, I'm going to kind of say way too, but um, the the builds had its own shenanigans, but the match, but the matches itself was. Yeah. And I think it was like a definite, and you got to agree with me on this, so. And why I'm keeping it at B, a misorganized, an unorganized card. It was one of the worst organized cards ever. Because Rock Hogan in the middle of the show, and then you headline it with a dog, a feud yeah. over a dog. That's exactly. why it's in, that's why it's in B. That's why it's in B. Rock Hogan placement and Lucy. 
and yeah. And the fact the NWO were all over this card and yeah. So I'm just like, I'm going to keep it there. But with that being said, we only have one S tier people and that being WrestleMania 17. A tier, 10, 14, 19, 21, 30, and 35? Let me make sure, because, uh-huh. yeah, 35. Do we, uh, should WrestleMania 19 stay on A, or should, should it go to S? 19. Okay. Now you think about it after I announce it. No. No. The politics, because this was the pretty much the first mania that the Reign of Terror like encompassed. Because it encompassed like two or three. And JBLs too. Because of Booker. The whole Booker. It was so... And then the fact the main event got slowed down by a concussion. So I will keep 19 at A instead of S just because of those two. So like I said, S, 17, or do you have any others? A, Um. No, I. Everything else is good. Okay. A, A tier. 10, 14, 19, 21, 30, 35. B, 3, 7, 12, 13, 18, 22, 23, 24, 25, 27, 26, 27, and 21. 28, excuse me, 28. Ooh, we'll get to 27 in a second. I almost screwed up. 28, my bad. C tier. 1, 2, 4, 5. You've got WrestleMania 8. 15, 32, 33. I had a look at some of these. Uh, 32, yeah, 33, and COVID mania, 36. D's here, obvious, 6, 27, 29, 34. And the bottom of the barrel, 9, 11, 2020. Need we say more? Nope. Yep, so thank you all for joining us on this crazy tier list. Much love to everybody. And for Trico, this is Donez. You've been listening to the Respect the Combat podcast. Two fingers, y'all, we out.